Geekcast Rye, and this is a Geekcast Level Up. Hey everybody, welcome to a Geekcast Level Up. We are with Christopher Moyer from the Hard Luck Workshop, and we are going to be playtesting the Lost Territories RPG tonight, which is uh, most exciting, such awesome. Very wow. Mm-hmm. Very, very wow. Quite doge. Quite doge. <laughs> so excite. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Christopher, how, how would you like to start? Uh, what uh, how would, what would you like from us? Oh well, um, let me play like you would any other game, and just here in just a second, I'll kind of set the scene for you guys, and we'll talk about what you want to do. I mean, that's for those of you at home. If you don't have any RPG experience, um, essentially the guys play characters in the story that we're all telling together, and I will act as the game master. Um, playing the roles of all the non-player characters and the enemies and things like that. Um, yeah, and you guys just tell me kind of what you want to do, and I'll tell you how you do it. Well, should we uh, should we introduce ourselves as our characters? I, I wonder if if that would uh, be helpful. Yeah, that that probably would be a good idea. So who's who? I'm uh, Adelaide Fournier. I am a 21-year-old uh, pugilist. I'm a scrapper, you know. I'm I'm obsessed with discipline and possessing of no particular need to use weapons. You know why? Because fists, are the only tools I need. <laughs> well, I am Horace Hardwin, telekinetic. I am a tinkerer and inventor, loving and seeking more advancements in technology and studying artifacts of old. I just recently turned treasure hunter for a good chunk of change, and uh, I'm hoping to find some really, really uh, weird and exciting artifacts out here. And uh, I am uh, uh, Cyril Hargrave, philosopher, scholar, academic, a former professor of the natural sciences. Still, I, I prefer non-violent ways of navigating through challenges, but when push comes to shove, I've got tools at my disposal. Oh, man, I love that you're doing a voice. I know. He, I <laughs> and a wanna, good one at that. I, wanna read, uh, I almost want to read Do Mine. <laughs> <laughs> you, make, you made me look silly, Way to show us up, Joe. <laughs> well, from now on, the bad Scott-Irish accent is me. <laughs> All right, so yeah, the, the the one problem with doing the game in this context is that normally, you know, it would be played with a lot more emphasis on character, and we don't really have time to sit down and brainstorm about how the characters, you know, know each other and what their kind of backstory is. Um, but uh, I think we have an idea of kind of the players involved, and we can get a flavor for what it's like to, to move through the game, which should be pretty cool. Um, I don't normally like it when a session just begins with, um, you guys are sitting in a tavern, or you've been hired to guard a caravan, or whatever. But um, given the constraints of we have, you know, forty-five minutes, an hour, or whatever it is, uh, we'll just roll with it um, and see what we come up with. So whenever you guys are ready, I'll just kind of set the scene and tell you what's up. Us born ready. All right then. So you're standing. <laughs> You're standing in a crowded courtyard. It's the middle of the afternoon, and the day is absolutely gorgeous. It's the best in weeks. You're in the middle of the rainy season, and it rains almost every day, though not always for a long time. An hour here, five hours of sweltering heat, and then another storm. But not today. Today is sky blue. It's absolutely perfect, and everyone's in better spirits for it. You are in the sprawling metropolis of Lillenheim in what's called the Vellum District. It's a richer part of the city, known primarily for being a center of arts, crafts, the sciences, research. Probably all of you guys, um, especially Cyril and Horace, are kind of familiar with the area. Um, It's home to the Lillenheim's largest university. It's also home to where you are right now, specifically, which is called Elmdorn Monastery, um, for a yearly celebration called Birthright Day. 
The monastery is huge, and it's surrounded by high walls. Nobody really knows what's on the other side of the wall, since no layman has been allowed to enter in centuries. But each year, when the gates open for one day on Birthright Day, everyone gets a glimpse into at least the front courtyard, which houses a garden to rival any other in the world. Um, so some of you might know more than others about the monastery and the monks that live there. Uh, and you can roll a religion check to see if you can recall more if anybody wants to try and do that. Let me take a look. That's 2d8 for me. Yeah, you might. If you don't have it on your trained skills list, then it's just a d20 with no added skill die. Uh, and if you do have it trained, then you, you roll your d20 plus whatever that skill die is. All right. That's looking like it's going to be a total of 20 for me. Okay, that's pretty hot then. Um, so one of the things that everybody knows, uh, all of you guys, is that Elmdorn is basically the city's most popular orphanage. Uh, and on the year of any given child's 16th birthday, on birthright day, they're allowed to leave. They come back before nightfall, they can reenter the monastery and if they stay gone, then they're just gone. Um, but parents can drop their children off there from the time they're babies. No questions asked, and the monks will raise them. They're not allowed to leave. They stay in those walls for the first 16 years of their life. Um, so the Elmdorn monks are so secretive that they're sort of a curiosity for a lot of Lillenheim inhabitants. Uh, and everybody flocks to this courtyard in front of the monastery on birthright day just to kind of gawk at them and check them out as they come outside. There are probably a thousand people on the grass here. Um, what? Who was that that rolled the 20? Uh, that would be Horace. What Horace knows is that Elmdorn Monastery has historically served kind of this extra special function. Um, since the monks spend almost their entire lives cloistered within these walls, completely cut off from society uh, they're living outside of like the political and economical realities of the city and they don't really know anything about what's going on outside so on occasion when the rulers of Lohenheim's various wards find themselves with unresolvable disputes they'll send for an Elmdorn monk to arbitrate and the idea is they can be completely objective um, they're unswayed by power or bribery and no organization can offer them anything they want because well they're these monks that are dedicated to not wanting much of anything and just living their quiet, cloistered, academic life. Um, so that's what's going on right now. And you're all here because you've been hired to steal something from the monastery. All you know is that it's a statue of some sort, and you've been told that, quote, you'll know it when you see it. Uh, you've been given free reign about how you want to do that, and you know that the gates will stay open until nightfall, um, but right now you're just sort of in the middle of this huge crowd of people just checking things out um, and taking in the scene. Any ideas? What do you guys think you want to do or what do you want to look for or anything like that? Uh, is, is there any sort of guard? In there fact, are. There, there are. There are guards. Okay. There are only yeah. two guards. There are two guards that are basically local police. Um, each ward in Lillenheim has its own separate security force. Um, there's only two in front of the gate itself. And you see some other guys wandering through the crowd, um, but there's not a whole lot of them. You get the idea that nobody expects there to be, you know, any sort of incident or anything. Um, every hundred yards or so, there's a guard tower. They look like church bell towers, only they're kind of freestanding. And each of those guys has a guard or two sitting atop it, holding what looked like from here to be muskets. Um, and those are just, like I said, every hundred yards or so, kind of down the main street. Hmm. Let's see here. You said there's guys walking through the crowd? Yeah. um, I mean, guards, police, essentially. Those guys are a little more heavily armored. um, But they're just kind of walking around, uh, swords at their sides, looking for any disturbances. You are aware that probably the gate is going to open any minute now. It looks like that'd be a good time to get through the gate there, wouldn't it? Is there... Now, what I have to go ahead and roll a perception check to see if there's anything flammable about here. Oh, sure. All right, let's see. Perception for me is going to be a D20 and a D12. And it looks like that is a 22. 
okay, yeah, there's some stuff. There's nothing that's like obvious, like giant stacks of hay or barrels that might explode. Um, but around the courtyard are lots of food stalls and vendors of various things. Um, people kind of trying to serve this, uh, you know, fair-like atmosphere, if that makes sense. Um, and some of that stuff could potentially go up. I mean, they're like casks of liquor, stuff like that. Um, I should also notice that uh, there are canals that run through this whole part of the city, like uh, maybe 10 feet deep, 15 feet across, these kind of um, stone canals, and that there are boats that are going up and down them all the time as well. And in some cases, turtles, um, giant turtles that are floating. Each of them has a driver on their back uh, holding what looks like a horse's reins, um, but they also have these yolks as what oxen would wear around their necks, which you guys know, because this is a fairly mundane thing in Lillenheim, is to keep them from pulling their heads back into their shells. Um, and each of them are dragging uh, tugboat style, these little pontoons, and those are stacked really high um, with all kinds of cargo that are going to different places. Um, one of those guys is kind of off to the side right now, near where you are to the left, um, just kind of parked his turtle and is hanging out with a, a big stack of something that's covered by a sheet uh, on the pontoon, just sort of watching, taking in the scene. Um, but those, that's a thing that's happening around you as well. All right. Um, well, I think I want to go ahead and try and use my move object ability and I want to see if I can use my flint and steel to make a small fire probably near some of the stalls okay um, so let's see you can just use move object freely essentially okay. right yep um, as far as things catching on fire that will be a roll that I make alright so you're, you're trying to levitate <laughs> some flint and steel near a stall to light it on fire and let's see. All right, so nearby you can kind of see uh, your flint and steel spark, um, but it's not, it's not quite catching without an accelerant. Um, it's just sparking against the side, uh, the canvas side of a, of a food stall. Hmm. Ah, that, that. Hmm. Guys, any thoughts, any ideas on how to get in here? Well, we got to distract the guards to get in through the gates when the gates open. So, knowing that I have a trained skill in dance, <laughs> I, I'm going to do my best to, to avert their eyes, hopefully allowing Rob to get himself that accelerant. All right, let's make a dance roll. So, let me, let me roll some dice here. It's a one die four. Yeah, plus your d20. I rolled at a 11 on the d20, a 4 on the 1 die 4. For a total of a 15, right? Correct, sir. All right, so you start dancing. What kind of, what kind of dance are you doing? What's this oh, dance a, look like? It's a, it's a very uh, uh, jovial, uh, attention-seeking dance. It's a lot of... Uh, Break uh, dancing. Hayes and hoes and look at me's. All right. So you're doing it's it, and spectacle. people are, yeah, people are loving it. Um, they're just in the mood for a spectacle. Um, it's a beautiful day. It's a holiday. They're out here having fun, um, and they're loving the dancing. So everybody's watching. A little circle kind of forms around you as people give you space to do your thing. Um, and as this is happening, suddenly, you hear this loud creak, and the temple gates start to open. Uh, the gate's probably 15 feet tall. It's crisscrossed in these gears and steel bars, all integrated into a wheel latch mechanism that's implanted in the, in the gatehouse. Um, so there's a sound on the other side of the wall, like a massive lever has been pulled, and then with a creak, the gate starts to grind open. Um, everybody's still watching you, the guards included, uh, as the gate kind of starts to peek itself open. All right. Um tell you what, I don't think I'll be needing this right now. Uh, I'm going to try and you know what, I think I'm going to go ahead and just try and see if I can levitate my 
bed roll over by where my flint and steel would be and see if I okay. can use that to catch. All right. <laughs> All right. Determined. Okay, so you do it. Um, how, well, how are you trying to kind of position the bedroll? Is it just is it beside the front of it? Have you tried to slide it along the side of the stall? Uh, it'd probably be uh, on the side or tucked around the back. All right, so you kind of get the back left corner, we'll say, um, and you do indeed catch your bedroll. Hopefully, you won't be needing it later. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it doesn't just go up, you know, like a grenade, but it's definitely the corner of its cotton, and there's some smoke. And right now, um, the guy who's grilling meat from whatever sort of animal this might be, you can't tell at this distance, um, does not notice because he's kind of looking out over the crowd um, at both the dancing girl and also the gates that are starting to open. Um, everybody is very excited for this moment. Uh, but as the gate creeps open, you notice something you didn't quite expect. Uh, the corpses of Elmdor monks, maybe 15 or 20 of them, uh, lying in various states of torn and tattered. Uh, you, can, you guys can see, you know, through the maybe the foot or two of clearance that the gate is open, that there are just corpses everywhere, blood pools and vast patches on the cobblestones. And you also notice a creature unlike anything you've ever seen, probably 15 feet tall. It vaguely resembles a gorilla in its shape and posture. Um, and it's gray, though its fur is stained red with blood. And from its head sprout two curled horns like a ram's. And from its fanged mouth extend two foot long tusks. And surrounding it is a mob of armed soldiers. Each of them is cloaked from head to toe in black, including hoods that sort of look like ski masks. Um, Their torso armor looks almost as if they're just wrapped in black leather belts. Uh, All of them are in that same light armor, though. And as soon as the doors open fully, um, they burst out into the crowd. Um, Everybody loses it. Uh, the sheer terror feels to Cyril like being hit by a wave since he's especially right. um, sympathetic to the feelings of others. And this just feels like, you know, panic bearing down on him. Um, but now this thing is on fire behind them. Uh, this creature with its mob is coming out. Um, immediately, the guards get cramp- trampled and Adelaide, uh, who was dancing in front of those guards, is standing kind of right in the line of, of fire. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I uh, the very I, I I catch the 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 first black clad ninja guard I can find, and I I'm gonna throw him. I'm gonna clasp and throw him out of the way as as soon as I absolutely can. Okay, so uh, that's your it's a it's an actual action, right? Uh, yes, yes, it's a uh, one die twenty plus a one die eight versus uh, agility. Yeah, so yes. make that roll. Let's see here. Oh, let me add a let me add a eight set of die there. Uh, that is a uh, nine and a four. So thirteen. Four thirteen. Unfortunately, that will miss. Uh, so he's just going to push right past you and keep running out into the crowd. These guys, as they're making it out. Uh, into the crowd now are just indiscriminately trying to kill people. Um, most of them have short swords or spears, and they're just running people down. Um, well, the, how the, the, head, the, the, how the heavy goal is, is to get inside the gate, right? Gentlemen? That's kind of up to you guys. That's what you've been hired to do. Um, though, you know whether you follow through with that mission is your decision. How heavy is that uh, that stall that I just cut on fire? Like, is it just made of wood or... Yeah, it's I... just made of wood, and it has little wheels on the bottom. All right. I'm going to go ahead and telekinetically throw that at the... Uh, well, the nearest person that I probably can, actually. From across from across the way, he hears his, his compatriot Adelaide say... Hit the demon monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, give it a roll. Let's see. All right, so it's, it's a D20 and D8, and we are looking at that looks like a 16. And you're trying to uh, trying to throw, tele- yep, throw that cart that I just caught on fire at, at one of the ninja light guys, though, right? Or yes. At uh, big I, I presume that the ninja light guys would probably be closer to me and actually in range than the demon monkey. 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hold on just a second. Okay. All right. So, uh, what was your roll again? Sorry. Uh, that was a sixteen versus their agility. A sixteen will, in fact, hit. All so right. Your damage. All right, and damage looks like that is a D eight. So we're looking at eight points of damage. Nice. All right, not bad. So you hit this guy, um, and it knocks him back. Uh, around him, the people that were closest to him kind of get a chance to bolt, um, and he stumbles to get his bearings. But he's actually not dead. Uh, he kind of springs right back up to his feet. There are a lot of these guys. Um, and let's see. Hold on. Why don't we go ahead and get Cyril to do something as well, and then we'll... Yeah. I'll see what I was going to say. I was I was thinking maybe I would uh, shoot my pistol at the nearest fella. Go for it. That's what, a D20 and a D4? Yes. Oh, no. I got a 7. <laughs> Total. All right. Oh, no. So, <laughs> That's bad. You fire into the crowd. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have... One less voice of panic to hear in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a, a normal failure. So I, I don't know if we've mentioned, it's in the quick start rules, but for people listening, right. they don't have those in front of them. Um, there are uh, various shades of success and failure. So within three of the target number uh, is a slim success. So maybe you know he wouldn't have hit uh, the guard, but he might have uh, startled him enough that he stopped what he was doing for a second. Um, and if he hit him he'll hit him but if he rolled over three above um, then he would have a strong success and he might get a little something extra out of it Um, but this is just a plain old vanilla whiff luckily it hits the ground doesn't hit other people Um, let's see now the huge monster uh, who has been sort of watching for a second just bolts out into the middle of everything does anybody want to try and make like a zoology check? Um, Joe, that I sounds that. like that might be a U. Let's see, a one D eight. I got a, I got a seventeen on my roll. Okay, um, a seventeen. You think maybe? This thing looks a lot like uh, a mythical creature called a strog. That's S-T-R-A-A-G. That is not something that you would have believed actually exists. Um, It's one of those things you hear kind of stories about uh, that appear in like fairy tales and stuff like that. But uh, as far as anybody knows, like they're not a real thing. But it kind of fits the description to a T um, for what that matters. Uh, anyway, this thing runs straight forward and is going to basically try and barrel right into Adelaide, who is still pretty close. So let me see something here. What's your agility? My agility is a 10. Okay, well, it rolled a 28. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and that is going to do... Oh my, 19 damage. All right. And knock you onto the ground. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. Let's get you guys to go ahead and roll initiative, if you don't mind. Right. Looks like it's going to be a d20 and a d12. 1d20 and 2d10. Got a twenty-two. I got a twenty-one. All right, and who is that again? So I can keep voices straight. Twenty-one for Adelaide. Mm-hmm. Twenty-two for Cyril. And yep. twenty-three for Horace. Ooh, those are all good. All right, so um, I should mention as well that the guards that are here, as few as they are, are fighting back. Um, but it's still sort of becoming very difficult to tell who is who and to move around in this dispersing crowd. Um, 
So you have options. I mean, you can stay and try and, and fight these guys one by one, though there's a whole hell of a lot of them. Um, or you can try and focus on the Strog, um, who is, seems like he might be the most dangerous. Um, or you can just bail. You can try and get more help. You can do pretty much whatever you want. Um, but you don't have to kind of engage in a, in a pitched battle at this moment. Whatever well, I think want. I think the best thing to do is to stay with the goal, and uh, with that, after being walloped by the Strog, um, I am going to do my best to try and in the in the mess of things, uh, sneak my way right into the monastery, just right through the gate. Hopefully, no one notices a guy walking in. Okay, um, so that's going to be a stealth check. Um, you'll have like a move silently, uh, and if you don't, then it's just. A, I have I have a, a I have a sneak. Oh, sneak is good. Yeah, yeah, sneak's fine. Which is a a one a one d eight mm-hmm. rolling, and I rolled a seven. You get your d twenty as well. Oh, plus the d twenty. Yep, yeah, yep. you always roll the d twenty. Okay, so fifteen back. and seven. Okay, so yeah, you you slip right in, um, and. There are not uh, any living people through the gate in the courtyard. What you see is an absolutely gorgeous garden, uh, though it has been torn up by whatever fight has taken place inside of there. Um, And then, like I said, just uh, piles of corpses, essentially. Um, Beyond this little garden um, is the open main door of the monastery proper, the actual building. And then rising up through that is a large tower. Um, that is a. It looks from here to be a bell tower. Okay. All right. So, who's next then? Uh, I I think I'm gonna follow. Okay. You want to try and make a, a a check as well to move in unnoticed. Uh. Or are you just gonna bolt? I'm just gonna Not, bolt. All right. Yeah, I you don't can do that. Really have any skills for it so i'm just gonna go for it uh yeah there's nobody there that really seems to care that you run in um the actual kind of security guards are a little bit more worried with the people like indiscriminately slaughtering people um and for all they know you're just fleeing in that direction so you actually are able to go in no um black hooded guys uh see you do that can i i i know it's uh how it's not really my term, but can I make a perception check to see um, if the gate can be locked from the inside? Yeah, absolutely. You can. You don't even need to check um, to see that there is a large lever uh, just off to the left of the gate. Um, that's you know, it, it's huge. Like it, it looks like if you were pulling it down, you would have to almost hang on it, right, to like get it all the way down. Um, but yeah, it's in the down position. Um, and you could totally just shove it right back up and lock everyone out. I I make my way to it. Okay, yeah, All you can right. do it. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and help these guys out a little bit. I'm going to put a gravity field on that uh, on that shroud and see if I can try and slow them down some. And that looks like a 28. That couldn't have gone any better for me. Yeah, no, a, a 28 uh, is perfect, um, and that uh, slows down anybody that stands around the Strog as well. So basically, he's using his telekinetic set of abilities that he has um, to just drag that Strog downward. It increases his weight, it slows him down, so he sort of almost looks like he's I don't know, running through a swamp or something in slow motion. Um, that also does 1d6 damage on the oh. Strog. Alright, let's go ahead and get one of those. And the D6 looks like it's going to do four damage to the Stroud. Four damage. That doesn't even seem to bother him at all as it sort of stumbles to the ground and gets back up. Um, and it is just left and right as it moves, albeit slowly, um, picking people up in its hand and just throwing them as far as it can. Um, the crowd oh. is getting thinner, uh, but it is still in a panic and the f- the food stall that was lit on fire before is now in a full blaze it's a conflagration conflagration 
straight up fiasco. <laughs> well, that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start making my way towards that gate. Okay, yeah, you, you're just there. You guys didn't go far enough in that it takes time. Like you're at the gate. Everybody's inside the inside the monastery. Yeah. Yep. Right. I, I, I want to throw that lever and close that gate as fast as I can. Okay. Um, so you do that, and again, so the gate opens slowly. Unfortunately, it also closes slowly. So as it starts to creep shut, uh, with this tremendous grinding sound. Uh, two black hooded guys managed to slip through uh, to try and stop you. Uh, let's see. Their initiative is lower than all of you guys. So you get to all act before they get to do much of anything to you. You're kind of ready for them to come. You got two guys that are kind of in your face now coming through the gate. All right. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and do a uh, a phantom blow at them. So that's gonna be a D8 and a D20, and that looks like a 21 against their AC. Yes. Okay. So you only get to hit one. Uh, we'll say uh, one is on the left and one is on the right. I suppose it's it's difficult without having like roll 20 or a, you know be playing the same room. Right. Um, right. So well, you want to hit. The, the right guy, then, is the one I right. shoot for. So you hit him. Uh, the guy on the right uh, gets hit with this kind of blast of telekinetic energy as if just getting hit in the face by a punch, and he looks baffled by it. Um, <laughs> so what was your damage? Uh, it looks like it was four damage. Four damage, all right. His face might look worse than mine now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, who's up? Is that Cyril's next at 22? Yes, yeah. Right? Um, I, I was looking at it says hit for my my pistol is one d twenty plus one d four, but I've also got the trained skill of one d six. Does that mean I have to roll all three? No, no, no. It's actually just a typo. You your oh, okay. hit should be one d twenty plus one d six. Sorry about that. Oh, okay, no worries. Might have not fired to the ground last time, but no, I'm kidding. <laughs> no you still way. would have. <laughs> I still would have. Well, I'm gonna try and, and shoot one of the guys. Cool. And, left or uh, right? I've got a 19 this time. Left. 19 will hit. That's a, let me see, a normal success. So now you roll your damage, your 1d6 damage. Uh, six. Nice. All right, so you pop him one. It catches him in the arm. Um, he's looking, like, a little bit surprised. Like, he didn't kind of expect uh, this resistance. I think he thought that that you guys were just random people in the crowd, and all of a sudden he's got a bullet in his shoulder and has been hit in the face by something. He doesn't even know what it was. Adelaide. Well, I am going to... The the one who is closest to me, which I can only assume is the one who has just got shot. Yeah. Uh, I am going to use my leg strike. Uh, when my opponent leaves itself vulnerable, I strike its limbs with deadly precision, rendering it unable to properly move. That is a 1d20 plus a 1d8. Mm-hmm. Let me go ahead and roll here. Bang! That is an 8 and a 15. Oh, very nice. Um, all right, 20, that 23 hits. for those of us who go to math college. <laughs> so uh, roll your damage. Which is a... 1d8 and one d plus 1d10. Nice. Adelaide has sweet damage, actually. Sounds like it. It's a band I was in in high school. Sweet damage. <laughs> Eight and a ten. We are looking Oof. at fourteen. Fourteen. So yeah, you step in and uh, well, what's it look like when you kill this dude? Glorious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're curb stomping him at this point. I like to think that he got shot in the arm. He was dazed. He was confused. He said, what's going on? This is my monastery. And then this this 125-pound pugilist went up and did a, like a five-finger death punch right right to his area. <laughs> okay. And he just, and he, just too much to handle. He just, just died just, on the spot. Just too just much. <laughs> That was just the straw that broke the camera. <laughs> he just 
collapses to the ground um, and is dead. Uh, the the one remaining guard that has slipped through, or not guard, but attacker, hooded figure, um, seems startled. Uh, you can't see his face, obviously, um, but this guy just dropped dead right next to him. He didn't quite expect it. He swings his sword wildly um, at Cyril. All right. Well, I'm going to try and block him, I suppose. Yeah, so let me roll. What do I have to roll to block? You don't actually have oh, to I don't block. have to. Oh, cool. I mean, you just kind of automatically have that defense. Perfect. It should be your probably your AC if I had to guess. Yeah, he's oh, swinging yeah, his sword trying to get, get control of the lever again. Uh, so, does a 19 hit? Does it hit? Yes, I've got a 16. Then, let's see. It's going to hit for 8. Are you guys take, keeping track of that HP by chance? Oh, yes, I am. HP. That would be sweet. All right, and it's back to Horace. All right, uh, let's see. I'm going to go ahead and just throw another Phantom Blow at him. Okay. And that's going to be for... That's for 11. 11 will not hit, unfortunately. I think so. Cyril. I'm going to uh, fight back with my sword. Uh, which okay. looks like it's also a 1d20 and a 1d6. That doesn't bode well. I got a 6. <laughs> yeah, that's going to whiff. I rolled a 3 on the 1d20. Oh, man. Unfortunately, two whiffs this guy dodges twice and then Adelaide again. Leaping strike. I, I, I five-finger death punch guard one. I turn around. I see a whiff. I see a whiff. I got to handle it, man. I, I jump across the battlefield. I land right on my opponent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat him to death. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you got to roll your d20 plus d8. That is a 15. Ooh, 15 just barely whiffs. Uh, <laughs> so I, I leap, I fall right on my face. Um, but you do, you do get your jump, though. So you've kind of closed the distance. You're right next to him, kind of up in his grill. Um, but your actual strike misses and he's going to counterattack because it's his turn oh but he totally misses by far uh, shifty yeah you easily dodge it Horace alright going for that man blow one more time yeah no cooldown on that's nice I know right uh, that looks like a 19 gonna do it Alright, and that is a D8 and a D6 for me. That looks like it's going to be 6 damage. Okay. Cyril. I, uh, I assume the gate is still creaking closed. It's not closed yet. Almost closed. Almost uh, closed. It's, it's close enough to close now that like you can't squeeze back out through there. Okay. Gotcha. It's good to know, because I was going to try to intimidate him, but now I'm not. <laughs> 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to swing my sword at him again. Cool. Ah, this is going to go well this time. 22. Yes, that'll hit. There we go. Uh, 1d4. Thanks, short sword. Two. Yeah, not your strong suit. Nope. You're more pistoler. Yep. Uh, Adelaide. Still in his face. Five finger death punch. I'm going to try to put this guy out of his misery. 1d20 plus a 1d8. The roll... Wow, an eight. <laughs> total. Total, yes, total. <laughs> Bummer. Yeah, eight. it's not going to make it. No, gonna... instead I just pantomime in front of him for a while. <laughs> He's like, what is this guy, a mime? <laughs> he is going to hit you, however. Uh, he dodges yours, takes a swing. I'm assuming 21 hits you. Uh, yes. He'll hit... For seven damage. Alright. And then it's back to Horus. Alright. Let's go ahead and try and shoot the loop this for a win. Go ahead for that fourth cannon blow, I think, now. <laughs> and that's uh that's gonna be a whip. That's eight. Yeah, that's not gonna do it. Yeah. Cyril. I'm gonna go uh, back to that pistol. Okay. 
Close range. You got 1d20 plus 1d6. 16. 16 will do it, actually. Sweet. <laughs> of course I rolled a 1 on my 1d6 for damage. Yeah, that'll happen sometimes. You grazed him. You grazed him. You have uh, one or two other like useful abilities you can use, too. You guys, unfortunately, have kind of abbreviated ability sets, but um, you should have at least one or two on there that might help you. Uh, right now, it's back to Adelaide. I think I just, I think I just have to do an unarmed melee attack. Do I, it. I just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to punch him right in the face. Get it. With an eight. Bang. Total? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you, you kind of glance off of his shoulder armor. Um, <laughs> what is this, but what is this guy, Neo? Apparently. <laughs> 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 he's no Neo. Uh, he looks like he's had enough. Um, he can tell it's not going his way, and he turns around and tries to sprint directly for the monastery door. Um, no way. We can't let him go. Yeah, so he's going to disengage and run. Um, and he's got a little bit of a head start, but you guys might be able to catch him. Uh, it's back to Horace's turn. All right. Um, tell you what, I'm going to run after him just a wee bit, and I'm going to go ahead and try and throw another Phantom Punch at him. Do it. All right, we got... That is a two. <laughs> that is that is a two. These are some of the worst Wait. dice ever. So I, the only way you can roll a two is if you crit fail, right? You rolled a yeah. one. And yeah, I rolled a one and a one, so I I crit failed. Oh my! Um, so yeah, gosh, how does that even work in this situation? I guess your your punch falls, your phantom punch falls just short enough that it it actually kind of pushes him forward a little bit faster. <laughs> Uh, he stumbles for it an extra couple feet. Cyril, you've got the ranged. I do have the ranged. I suppose I should fire at him. Let's see Come on, better dice. Yeah! 23. That's going to hit damage. Three. 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 <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't take much. Uh, you hit him with one in the back and he goes down. Yes! He's near near the monastery door uh, but uh, he didn't make it all the way in boy zero I run to the monastery door and uh, admonish my friends to follow and uh, follow fast Uh, I want to go ahead and check out this guy's uh, course really quick you are one of them you're yeah, one of them role-playing corpse checkers, aren't you? I, I am. Well, I want to see if there's any kind of like distinguishing features or anything along these lines of this guy. I want to figure out what's going on here. Yeah, so uh, what are you trying to like take his clothes off of him? A birthmark on his left-ass cheek? Uh, yeah, no, basically. No, uh, yeah, I want to try and like rummage around and see if there's anything that he has on his person that might be mm-hmm. of significance. Let's see, that's going to be a perception check. Like if he happens to have a bedroll that Rob could punish <laughs> right. himself with because he lit his last one on fire. Right, that'd be really convenient. Uh, looks like a 16 for perception. Yeah, uh, he, he doesn't have anything on him. Um, he just looks like a normal guy when you take the hood off, like he could be anybody that was in the crowd. Um, but yeah, there he's not carrying anything at all, which actually in and of itself is maybe a little bit strange. Um they're, whatever kind of uniform they're in like doesn't even have pockets. I mean, the guy just kind of walked in with a sword. What? Armor made of belts. <laughs> Belt-like. In the Our, monastery. Let's that's, go. That's where I'm yep. heading. Yep. Before the, before the Stugats gets back inside the gate. Yes. Straug. 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 And speaking of the Straug, meanwhile... Uh, outside of the gates just sounds like absolute pandemonium. Um, and in fact, uh, I mentioned before that there are kind of guard towers uh, every 100 yards or so. 
down the main street and you can see the top of one of those over the wall where there have been guys, security forces firing with those muskets um, and the top of it just sort of lops off, crumbles um, as if maybe the Strog has just leveled the tower. Um, Meanwhile, from the direction of the gates, you now see a very significant amount of smoke um, as if perhaps Horus has contributed to burning down part of the neighborhood. That doesn't sound like something I would do at all. <laughs> ah, no one's going to know it was you. <laughs> we'll know. So, yeah, you dip inside. Uh, the main room that you go into looks like sort of a lobby. There's not a whole lot to it. In the middle of the room um, is a long uh, rectangular reflecting pool. Um, and in the middle of it is this ornate fountain. Um, but otherwise, the room is completely empty. It's um, tiled floors and even tiled walls. Um, so you can kind of hear the bubbling of that fountain echoing around the room very peacefully. Um, there's nobody here. There's not any corpses even. Um, it just looks completely empty. There's uh, a stairway in the back of the room that goes upwards. Uh, and then off to the left and right, there are other doors that lead down hallways. Mm. Well, which way do we want to go, guys? What were the options again? Sorry. There's to the left, you said? Yeah, the left and the right, and then there's up. Um, and you think that probably given uh, what you saw from outside, up is leading up into the large clock tower that you could see from like outside the walls. Gotcha. Hmm. Well, I kind of want to go up. Left? Is that what you said? I, I want to go right. I, well, <laughs> let's, what's the worst that could happen if we all split up? It'll make it hard on our GM. Well, no. I'm going to go ahead and go up then. Okay. I'll, Is anybody else going I'll up go as up well? With you. I'll go up with you. Uh, right. I'm going to I'm gonna hesitate at the bottom of the stairs and uh, and then probably go, go up. <laughs> okay. Um, so you go up and as soon as you kind of clear that room, uh, it becomes a wide spiral staircase that's going up. Um, again, you don't see any monks here, uh, but you kind of meet coming around the corner, one other hooded, uh, attacker, um, who's about 10 feet up the stairs, uh, with a crossbow. And before you even know what's happening, he, he shoots that crossbow in the ge- general direction of your clump of guys. Um, in fact, he's going to go specifically for Adelaide, who well, who was, it, was, who was it that was at the front of the... Uh, that would be Horace. Okay, sorry, I got the voices switched. So yeah, uh, that crossbow shot is flying for Horace then. All right, and is that going to be an agility check? Uh, or it's uh, attack your it'll attack your agility, yeah. But you don't have to roll for that. All right, so that's gonna be uh, yeah, that's gonna be against my fourteen. Okay, well that's not gonna make then. That's an eleven. So he whips. Um, and can it, I, I have a question? Yeah, please. He, yeah, he whiffed, so it missed the first guy. Hmm. Um. Yeah. <laughs> can I catch the thrown projectile and throw it back with my catch thrown? Absolutely. I would like to try to catch the crossbow bolt and throw it back at him. Cool. You actually yeah. even could do that when he shot it originally, whether he missed or not. He could have interrupted with it. Oh, really? uh, okay. Yeah, so he rolled before uh, an 11. So your d20 plus 2d8 has to beat an 11, which is a really good chance. You said d20 plus 2d8? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's a thirteen plus a eleven. Okay, so that's absolutely not only a hit but a strong success. Um, so you don't just like deflect it and toss it. You're able to catch the crossbow bolt, fling it right back at him, and it hits him right in the face, and he goes down. Hell yes, he does. Nice, bang! <laughs> Woo! Well done, Adelaide. You guys going to keep going up the stairs or check him out or what? All right. You keep going up the stairs. Um, It's not as 
doesn't take you as long as you would have expected to reach the top. And when you do, uh, I'm not sure what you expected to find, but you see mostly a giant bell. Um, (laughs) 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 There is one other thing that you notice, though, um, which you maybe did not expect to see in a monastery. And it looks like uh, a giant crossbow, um, large enough that the bolt is like a short spear, like a javelin. Um, and it's mounted on the ground on the edge of this clock tower or uh, bell tower, excuse me, um, on what looks like a kind of wooden tripod. Um, and it has a hand crank to pull back the bow. Um, and mounted on top of that is like a, a spyglass, basically, sort of like a jury rigged scope on the end of this crossbow sniper rifle. Um, you don't know why they might have had this. It might just be a kind of security feature of the monastery, but it's there and unused. I, if I would like to see if I can see the uh, demon monkey, the straw through the uh, spyglass. Yeah, you can. It's actually pretty easy to track the progress of the Strog because from where you are so high up, um, higher than most anything else in the Vellum district, um, you know, you're looking down on this chaotic scene and you can see the Strog just running up the street. Uh, and whenever the street bends and takes a turn, it just keeps going. Um, so it's just busting right through houses and out the back of them. Um, if there are people in the way, it's just running them over. Um, spearing them on its tusks um, just sort of seems to be causing as much uh, trouble as it can. Um, and you can't see it. It's running away from you. Hmm. I'd, uh, I would like to uh, give a shot at shooting it with a giant crossbow. You can. Uh, and that is going to uh, be a very tough shot, but it's totally doable. It's actually... A crossbow skill or a, even a rifle skill be okay. Okay, perfect. Well, I have both of those. One d six. Cool. So, so yeah, let's... roll it and see. Okay, it looks like I got a twenty-two. Twenty-two. All right. So, do me one more favor mm-hmm. and roll an additional d twenty. Sixteen. Okay. Cool. So. You look through, you line it up, it's running away, you shoot, huge javelin flies through the air, over the walls, and lo and behold, hits it in the back of its kind of right leg, um, and it just twists as it immediately falls to the ground. Um, It's not dead, as far as you can tell, uh, but it hits the ground and kind of skids and rolls. Fantastic. Can we load another bolt? Yeah, there's only one more bolt, so you should make it count, but you can totally load it. Cyril, if you got it in you, let's shoot another bolt. All right, let's try it one more time. All right, you load it up, uh, use the hand crank to pull it back, uh, line up the shot, and roll again. Uh, 24 that time. 24. <laughs> 19 and a 5. All right, roll me another D20. Oh, no, I got a 4 on that one. All right, that one hits it in the left arm while it's still down. Uh, it looks bad, but it sort of crawls around the bend in such a way uh, that you can't really see it now. It's gone kind of behind a building, but it, uh, it looked like it was having trouble moving. Um, so at the very least right now, whether it kind of bleeds out and dies or not, uh, it's, it's not killing anybody, at least not as efficiently as it was. That's a good move. <laughs> <laughs> Call oh, me Ishmael, right? Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. Well, then let's go back down the tower and explore this monastery more. All right. So you get back down, down those stairs uh, and back out into the lobby area. Outside, you start to be able to hear voices now. Perhaps the shooting off of the sniper crossbow um, might have alerted people outside the walls to your presence, but thus far, at least, uh, I think probably they're not inside. I mean, they, they couldn't get back through the gate easily. Um, so now you have a left and a right. 
Left it is. Um, so you get down through the left, extends into a long arched hallway, um, and it's just lit by these little lamps that hang on the wall. Um, and when you get down to the end of the hallway, you can see what looks like um, bunks, uh, long rows of very, very plain beds, um, just kind of almost like a bedroll on top of a cot and there's probably like 200 of these just in a perfectly uniform rows uh, rows excuse me each of those beds has like a very small chest um, at the foot of it and at a glance it looks like um, they all contain kind of the same things a bedroll um, some monks robes that are this bright red that the monks wear um, and a, a book or two but they're not um they don't have like a lot of other miscellaneous personal possessions. You know, you just keep kind of seeing the same thing in all of them as you give a quick scan. Um, you do see children hiding under some of the beds, like maybe six, um, just kind of crouching down hiding. But you don't see any adults anywhere. Mm. I feel like I should take one of these bed rolls for later use. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you, you snag one. You just grab a bed roll. Um, it's nicer than the one that you burned before. So Hell yeah, it is. Uh, you've already like <laughs> won that for the day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> bro. There. Um. Yeah. So the the children are just crying and kind of cowering away from you, and uh, clearly think that they're about to die. Like no one's speaking to you. They're just closing their eyes. Um, there's nothing else. There's no decorations. Uh, this is like absolutely austere living um and there's no other exits from here i uh before we go back the other way i would like to calm the children down and let them know that they're okay cool with uh with words or with abilities or uh well i've i don't really have any abilities it looks like for that listed because also cyril does well i mean i've got scan emotions but i don't really need to scan their emotions to know that they're all kind of terrified. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought. No, I didn't give you one. Yeah, of the the utility ones I've got, I've got scan emotions, celestial restoration, disarming shot, and forced bonding. Yeah, I thought you had one to um, implant emotions. Uh, but, yeah, you still get an edge to those. Yeah, I've got, I do so, have the empathic edge perk, I noticed. Cool. So, um, yeah, what would that be? Just probably even like a a straight uh, personality check. So if you just want to roll a d20 plus a 1d10, I think that's what the math would be. Okay. Roll my d20 and my d10. Uh, 23. Okay, that's a strong success versus the DC check. So what do you tell them? Just like that we're not going to kill them, I guess, and that they're okay and they're safe for now because we've cleared out as much of the fortress as we found. But I suppose probably they shouldn't know as much as the fortress we found, just... We've ran you know. the bad men off. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so the kid closest to you kind of finally opens his eyes one at a time, tentatively, and then says, Oh, thank you very much. Where did all the adults go? Well, once upon a time, there was this giant demon monkey. Soylent green, little Johnny. (laughs) Soylent green. He he asks you, um, is the statue okay? Uh, Well, we're going to check on it right now. Where is the statue, little guy? Yeah. He, He points back down the direction that you came, and then he says... If you want, I can take you there. I'm really brave. Well, let's that, see how brave you are. <laughs> That's what we'll do. You get points. All right, so you employ child labor. Um, <laughs> and, <laughs> when you put it that way. <laughs> that yeah, like volunteered. Guilt you after I have no problem with it. So, yeah, the kid leads you back down the hallway. Um, are you going to follow him? Yeah. Cool. Uh, back out through the lobby area. 
and back out through what was originally the right door, um, which quickly becomes a long staircase um, that goes down for probably like almost 50 yards um, at a 45 degree angle. You're kind of descending like underneath the monastery um, and you don't see anybody. Uh, you don't see anything except for the shadows cast by the flickering lights of lamps. Um, and he starts to uh, look a little bit more nervous as he get closer and closer. He's shaking a little bit, but he looks back at you and kind of waves you on. And as you enter out, there's evidence evidence that there's been a large battle here. Um, there's a number of, of adult monk corpses, uh, as well as corpses of hooded attackers, um, blood on the walls, blood on the floor. And in the middle of the room um, is a platform that looks like a step pyramid um, that goes up maybe five feet. And then the base of a stone statue, but no statue there. Um, and straight up into the ceiling uh, is a circular kind of hole that's been cut in the ceiling that goes all the way up back to the surface. You've come down these stairs a pretty long way. Um, so you can tell that you're looking up almost through like a tube that goes up, you know, 50 yards up till it meets the surface as if it were um, the bottom of a well almost or something like that. Um, and the boy just stands there with his mouth open um, because the statue is gone. It looks like probably that was uh, what your attackers had come for as well, but they so, got to it first. It seems like we should probably just have a little belly stuff cleaning up this mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to climb. Yeah. Are you going to try and climb out the top? Yeah, that's where the I, I I'm. My guess is that's where the statue came from. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow where the statue went. Okay, um, that is probably gonna be really difficult. So fifty yards up this tube. I don't know if you have a means to like get a get purchase on the tube part. You know what I'm saying? Like even if you can get from the floor to the ceiling, like it's just straight smooth stone. What's uh, Rob? What's what's your ability to sort of levitate us up there? Um, well, if, uh, you guys weren't so fat, um, yeah. and by that I mean under 40 pounds, I could just throw you, but, uh, yeah. that's... That's mostly what I was curious about. Yeah, At this I'm, level, you can't I'm, do... Yeah, I'm is, no Charles is, 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 the, is the little kid still standing there? He's standing there, but he's just kind of awestruck, like, looking around. I mean, everybody he knows is, like, dead on the floor beside him, and this thing, whatever it represented for people in that monastery clearly was of some importance and is now taken. How many 40 pounds is he? (laughs) I grab him him by the shoulders and give him a firm yet deliberate slap across the face. Okay. (laughs) And I I tell him to... to, um, Be brave. I ask him if he knows where that tunnel leads. Yeah. Uh, He tells you that the tunnel uh, just... It's the bottom of the um, the well in the garden outside, um, but that uh, every once in a while the sun lines up um, perfectly over the hole so that it shines all the way down to the bottom. Um, and he says that it looks really pretty when it hits the statue, but that's all he says about it. Well, then we should probably go back to the garden, make yep. haste toward it. Yep, I was just saying I I turn tail and make my way back uh, uh, out and. Outside of the monastery. I leave Billy a rag to clean up the mess. Yep. Billy uh, waves to you guys as you go and then kind of plops down into a puddle of blood on the floor and starts sobbing quietly into his hands as you (laughs) run back up and outside. But that is where we will stop for today, I think. Well, that was fun. If you guys, if we ever play again, we'll pick it up from there, trying to track down what has been stolen. It's good to end on a happy ending. (laughs) (laughs) As Billy flops down into a puddle of blood. Billy, that's a nice name. (laughs) Mind if I use it when you're done with it? (laughs) Oh. I really like the... I I, I will say I really enjoy the game mechanics. Um, Yeah, it all seemed to run really smoothly. Mm -hmm. Well... 
Yeah, and, it, and that's, um, you know, this is still messy and not playtested and not even fully kind of fleshed out the way it needs to be. Um, so, I'm, I mean, I had fun doing it. Um, could have been way clunkier. At the very worst, or at the very least, it was. Uh, it's a very good place to start. I'm. I'm very happy with what we ran through with today. Oh, I'm so glad you guys played it with me. It's. It's really fun to. Yeah, see what we come up with. See what happens. I'm excited. Well, we should probably. I. I would really like to pick this up again at some point in time, yeah, even actually, if it's yeah, further after this launch. A series. But... A series of, of level ups. Like oh yeah, I do it in a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, it could be especially fun when we're further in the game's development and you guys can kind of flesh out characters the way you want them more. Yeah, and, like, absolutely. Well, what's, what's cool, it's almost like, I mean, we're obviously playing with more than stick figures, but, like, you could almost imagine, like, stick figures and then all of a sudden we've got, like, oval-shaped heads and then <laughs> facial features and then clothes. Stick and, fingers. And, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Yeah, absolutely. To imagine that way, but we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for thank you for doing that with us. Totally no, thank it. you for for inviting me on to do it. I had a blast, man. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Oh well, we we, we may have to take you off on that. Most definitely, we'll hold you yeah. to it. Yep. Well, yeah. Talk. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, well uh, there the Kickstarter is Lost Territories with Hard Luck Workshop. Is that Go correct? Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everybody, Perfect. check it out. LostTerritories.com as well. Um, and if you're interested, yeah, back the game and we can all play. Even if you're not interested, back it so that we can play. Yeah, right. Because that's yeah, really don't be the selfish. most important thing is that we have fun. Right. <laughs> so do what we ask. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah, thank absolutely. you. Absolutely. For GeekCast Live, I am GeekCast Ride. I'm Rob Bass. And I am Joe. And I'm Joe. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Later. That's Chris. That's Chris Moyer. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs>